everyone, Sean McCaffrey, back at it again. It's weekly wrap-up time, and today it's mainly just going to be NFL, but I will mention one NCAA football game on Saturday, Army versus Navy game, always one of the most talked-about football games at the end of the college football season. This time it took place in Foxborough, Massachusetts, so where the New England Patriots play is where the Army-Navy game took place. It's taken place in a couple different places around the country. For example, it's taken place in Lincoln Financial Field, which is where the Philadelphia Eagles play, so they kind of get to play in professional stadiums. And, of course, Army versus Navy is always one of the biggest rivalries in the college football world. Even though they're not necessarily the two best teams in the country, they always have a great rivalry. And it's always an extremely low-scoring affair. And this one, honestly, was no different. The final score was 17-11. Army was able to beat Navy in this rivalry game. So that's how that one ended up. And that was really just kind of the only storyline coming out of the college football world this weekend. Now, moving into the NFL, I really think one of the biggest storylines from this weekend was backup QBs and young QBs in action, playing at a high level. Now, a lot of QBs have been forced into action because of injuries or or poor play from the starter. And so really, a lot of guys are getting a chance to prove themselves as a quarterback at the NFL level. So starting it off, Pats versus Steelers, that took place on Thursday night. So the Patriots, Bailey Zappi is the starter there. He's the backup. Mac Jones played very poorly. Bailey Zappi's only in his second year. And the Patriots, they got to win. A huge loss for the Steelers, as that is going to very much affect their ability to make the playoffs. For the Patriots, honestly, it doesn't mean much. The season's already lost, but always nice to get a win, honestly. Jess versus Texans, two young quarterbacks playing it there. Zach Wilson got his starting job back after he was benched for a couple weeks for the Jets. The Texans, of course, have C.J. Stroud, an incredible rookie. The Jets went out there. Nobody expected them to do too much, and Zach Wilson played an incredible game. Jets won the game 30-6, and really, really an impressive performance from Zach Wilson, especially after being benched for a few weeks. So a big, big win for the Jets, and the Texans, a team that's right in the middle of the playoff hunt, a big loss for them, but the main concern is that C.J. Stroud in a concussion protocol. He missed part of the game due to that injury, and hopefully it doesn't extend into another week. Bengals versus Colts, this is a battle of the backups. Both QBs in this situation, they were forced into action because the starter went down with an injury. So the Bengals, they're working with Jake Browning at the backup quarterback position. And the Colts, they're working with Gardner Minshew at the backup quarterback position. And the Bengals, they won this battle 34-14. to And they're right there in the playoff race. Now with that win, both of these teams are 7-6. and six. I mean, the AFC playoff race is unbelievably close. It is going to be so difficult for any of these teams to secure a wild card spot. And that's no different for the Browns who are trying to also get a wild card spot. And if you can believe it, Joe Flacco, the quarterback that led the Ravens to a Super Bowl victory over a decade ago, back in the league starting football games for the Cleveland Browns after Deshaun Watson went down with an injury and he actually played pretty incredible. Not only, can, not only considering the fact that he was out of football just a few weeks ago and his age, but he just had a great football game. And they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is a very good team. They beat them 31-27, to and it's a huge win to keep them alive in this very close playoff race. Now, this game, 
I think you could say the backups did a pretty bad job. The final score of the Vikings and Raiders, 3-0. Yes, 3-0 was the final score of an NFL game. The field goal came in the fourth quarter too, so most of the game was completely scoreless. Uh, not the most exciting game in the world to watch, but it's always interesting when a game ends 3-0 to zero because it really is something that that few of points can actually be scored in today's NFL where it favors the offense so much. Monday Night Football, again, young quarterbacks out there playing. Titans versus Dolphins. This was actually a pretty great matchup. Nobody really gave the Titans a chance to win this one. Dolphins, of course, they're a great team. They're competing for the number one seed in the AFC. And the Titans, their starting rookie quarterback, Will Levis, 27-13 to was the score with less than five minutes remaining in the game. And the Titans were losing. They were the team that was losing. They came back and won, beat the Dolphins 28-27, to an absolutely gigantic win for the Titans, and really turned a lot of heads with the way Will Levis played in that game. So an impressive win there, a shocking loss for the Dolphins. And of course, Packers versus Giants, the other Monday night football game, Tommy DeVito, uh, New York Giants quarterback, the third stringer, this Italian guy who it's pretty incredible to see kind of the storyline. The Giants win the game 24-22 to against the Green Bay Packers, a Green Bay Packers team that has won an impressive set of games, and Jordan Love, their quarterback, is playing at a very high level. Giants now, three wins in a row. Tommy DeVito, it's really an incredible story because not only is he playing at the professional level, which nobody expected him to be able to do at this level, but also he's kind of a local guy. He is playing prime time at the Meadowlands. That's the Giants' home stadium. Playing there, or the home stadium's uh, MetLife Field, but it's played in the Meadowlands uh, of New Jersey. And that's actually where Tommy DeVito won his high school state championship. So pretty incredible that he gets to play at this level and that he gets to go on a three-game winning streak. It's really unbelievable. And his family looks like they're just eating up every moment of it. It's really, really cool. Uh, and also, one of the things that the internet's talking about a whole bunch is Tommy DeVito's agent honestly looks exactly like you'd expect his agent to look like. There's going to be a clip in the description of the YouTube video uh, that's going to show kind of Tommy DeVito's family and his agent right there with the dad. And his agent is the one wearing the fedora. It's, it's pretty amazing to kind of see this whole story unfold. But moving on to some other games where the veterans came out to play, the entrenched starters, uh, the Saints versus the Panthers. Derek Carr, quarterback for the Saints, didn't play all that great. It never seems like he does, but the Panthers are a very bad team. So the Saints win 28-6. Ravens versus Rams. This was a very, very good game. The Ravens, a huge win for them. They're another team competing for the number one seed in the AFC. They beat the Rams 37-31 to on a walk-off punt return. Buccaneers versus the Falcons. This was a battle for the lead of the NFC South. And just the NFC South is one of the worst teams in football, but the Buccaneers, they got the win 29 to 25. Baker Mayfield and company was able to get a win and put themselves in a chance to be able to make the playoffs with a division win. This one, a big surprise upset in the Bears versus the Lions. The Lions, one of the top teams in the NFC. The Bears, really one of the bottom teams in the NFL. 
The Bears got the win 28-13 over the Lions, so a surprising win there. 49ers versus Seahawks. This one wasn't surprising at all. The 49ers win 28-16. A big win for the Niners there as they are competing for the number one seed in the NFC. The Broncos versus the Chargers. Broncos got the win 24-7 against the Chargers. Justin Herbert, the star quarterback for the Chargers, went down with a hand injury in the game and the Broncos ran away with it. Really, really impressive that the Broncos started 1-5 and and are now 7-6, and competing for a playoff spot and only a game out of the AFC West lead, which is just really incredible because nobody gave them a chance. Now, last two games going to talk about, really the top games, most talked about games from the weekend... Cowboys versus Eagles, Sunday Night Football, prime time. I'm going to, as an Eagles fan, I really do think this is the biggest rivalry in the NFL, uh, Eagles versus Cowboys. Eagles got blown out last week, and they got blown out again this week. Pretty painful to talk about it uh, because, I mean, the Eagles just weren't competitive in this game. They didn't score an offensive touchdown. Their only touchdown actually came off of a defensive score. So really, really tough look for them. Now their odds of getting the number one seed in the NFC are greatly decreased. Uh, And the Cowboys, they looked really good. They kind of picked the Eagles apart on offense. The defense did a great job against that Eagles offense. And the final score was 33-13. to And now in any other week, that would be the top storyline is the fact that the Cowboys blew out the Eagles. But this time, it's the Bills versus the Chiefs is easily the most talked about game of the weekend. The Bills won 20-17. But the most talked about part of this isn't even the final score of the game. And it's actually kind of a shame that it isn't because Josh Allen and the Bills, this was a huge win for them against the Chiefs. But the big talk of the game is the fact that Patrick Mahomes, the way he truly embarrassed himself after the game. So game's almost over. Chiefs run a play on second down. Pass to Travis Kelsey, their star tight end. He laterals the ball back to a player named Kadarius Toney who takes it in for a score, a score to take the lead. There's a flag on the play. It's offensive offsides, which means the touchdown doesn't count. And then the Chiefs ended up losing the game. Patch Mahomes completely embarrassed himself with the way he was. He handled this penalty call. By the way, it was completely a penalty. I mean, there's no question about it. It, it was 100% a penalty. Patrick Mahomes had an entire sideline tantrum in the postgame press conference. He was talking about it was embarrassing for the officials. And the one part I really have the problem with is that he went up to Josh Allen, the opposing quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, and he was talking, he used quite a few expletives (laughs) to Josh Allen, and he was talking about how it was a nonsense call and all of this. And it's like, you can't just control your emotions for that one second just to say good game. Josh Allen, I actually respect the fact that he had some composure in that moment, tapped him on the chest, didn't really say anything. But for Josh Allen, or sorry, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, this is a really, really bad look for him. He's one of the faces of the NFL, and for him to act this way is really, really embarrassing. And truthfully, I don't think there's a single person on his side. I don't even think Kansas City Chiefs fans are on his side. It's it's a very bad look for him. I'm going to put the clips to all the things I was just talking about, and it's not even just a bad look for Patrick Holmes, but Andy Reid also said it was an embarrassment for the NFL. And it's insane to me that Patrick Holmes' logic is that he literally wanted a penalty to not be called a penalty because the result of the play was great. It's, it's an insane thought process. And 
speaking as an Eagles fan who watched a ticky-tack type of call be be called in the Super Bowl that went in favor of the Chiefs for him to have the audacity to complain about the ref- the officiating is actually insane and I think that's something that's shared by most NFL fans because I don't think there's a single team who has gotten more calls in crucial moments than the Kansas City Chiefs so it's insane to see that I went on a little bit of a rant there probably went on for too long but Look into yourself. It's pretty embarrassing. Most of the NFL community is united on this, that this was a very, very bad look for Patrick Mahomes. But moving in to my predictions, I think the Broncos are going to make the playoffs. I think they have the experience. I think they're pretty healthy. They have a pretty favorable schedule. They play the Lions next week, but after that, it lightens up pretty nicely for the last three games, and I think they're going to sneak into the playoffs. And I think the Steelers are going to be the team that loses that spot to the Broncos. Also, my prediction, not not really a prediction, but something that I think people should keep an eye out for, Tyreek Hill, wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins. He's on a quest for a 2,000-yard receiving season. He went out with an injury on Monday Night Football, and the Dolphins offense just did not look the same without him out there. So I think he really should be kept in mind for the MVP award in the National Football League. Finally, bet of the week, Bears versus Browns. I'm actually going to go against the public. 37% of the picks are for the Bears to for the Bears plus three and a half. So for them to lose by three points or less, or possibly win the game, uh, plus three and a half is the line there. I'm gonna, I like the Bears. I like the way they played on Sunday. I think Justin Fields is actually doing pretty well. I think their offense is making a bit of a comeback. So I like their odds against the Browns. And I think Joe Flacco is not going to be able to put put together a great performance in back-to-back weeks. So this was Sean McCaffrey with the weekly wrap-up. Let me know what you guys think in the comments. And uh, thank you for listening.